Hour number two of the Blitz, starting right now. Fan Run Radio, 1340 AM, 105.7 FM. We're live in your Fan Run Radio app. That's free wherever you get your apps. We're also live in the Fan Run Radio web browser. And if you uh, actually know video feed today, sorry. We're about to watch college basketball on the TV behind us. And can't get caught with the copyright, so no video feed today. But how about we start hour one? with an opening drive. All right, kicking off this opening drive here with first down. Uh, Not good news overnight if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Not good news at all. Joe Mixon's in some hot water. Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. How many times has he been in trouble now? Is this like three? Didn't he get in trouble for something else earlier? Joe Mixon? Yeah. Well, obviously, like, there's uh, that just thing getting rumored back to get released. in college, but, like, wasn't there something that came up even, even more recently? I don't think so. But I might be wrong. Well, uh, deputies had to enter the home of Joe Mixon last night amid an investigation into a shooting of uh, an injured juvenile. Not good. It's five hours after responding to a shots fired call that left a juvenile injured in Anderson Township. Mixon's involvement is unclear. Um A neighboring home that's listed as Joe Mixon's home address uh, and a warrant for his arrest issued earlier this year um, was where they showed up. Um, Sorry, there was at least one evidence marker in Joe Mixon's yard. And then half an hour later, deputies were observed banging on Mixon's door, loudly identifying themselves as sheriff deputies telling him to come out. Again, this happened in the middle of the night. Law enforcement officer involved with an envelope of documents at 1.30 in the morning. Um, Deputies, more of them entered around 2 a.m., carrying note-taking supplies. Flashlight beams could be seen around the home. Uh, The crime scene tape was then taken down at 3.30 in the morning. Okay, yeah, Evan... Uh, Evan Hendren just DM'd me. Shout out, Evan. He said that the Joe Mixon was arrested in downtown Cincinnati um, like a week or so after the Super Bowl for pointing a gun at somebody. So I knew that there had been something else recently in the news. No arrests were made. So, you know, we don't exactly know the status of, of Joe Milton. Or not Joe Milton. That would have been bad. Joe Mixon. Hopefully not Joe Milton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Would be pretty crazy if Joe Mixon and Joe Milton were just tag team involved in the shooting of a 17-year-old. Yeah. Wouldn't have that on the bucket list. But um, Joe Mixon getting investigated and, and potentially in some hot water. Second down, Geno Smith. They wrote him... A large check. They didn't write him off this time. 
three-year deal, $105 million deal with the Seahawks. Came to an agreement yesterday, uh, just before the league's uh, franchise tag deadline, which is today. Would have made $32.4 million on the franchise tag this year. Now he's going to be getting paid $52 million in his first year. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith this year. What a story. Um, won the Seahawks starting job after they had shipped Russell Wilson out of town. Beat out Drew Locke, who everyone kind of thought was going to be that starter. Just a great story, Geno Smith. Uh, he's just he's stuck it out in the league for so long. He's bounced around teams. Hasn't really found anywhere to stick. Gets his shot in Seattle. Led the league in completion completion percentage, sixth in total QBR, fourth in touchdown passes. Led the Seahawks to a playoff berth this year. Just a great story. Good for Geno to get a contract. I don't know how I'd feel about this if I were a Seahawks fan. Yeah, it's a nice know. price tag. It's pretty hefty mm-hmm. for a guy that was, I mean, in, again, completely written off by everyone in the NFL. It was presume, presumed, I think, that him and Drew Locke would, would mess around and, and route to the number one pick and they would take their quarterback in the future and they still have more Denver picks to build the roster around him. I know we have Jared, big Seahawks fan, that listens every day. Love Jared. I wonder how he feels about all of this. Because, yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, Geno Smith was awesome. He signed him now to a uh, couple more years, three more years. But do you really want to commit to Geno Smith for three more years? Because you know he's not winning you a Super Bowl. Or at least you feel like he's probably not. But at the same time, you think he can be successful. I mean, he has been successful already. It's just a weird spot because you still do have the luxury picks this year to be able to move up and and potentially take a quarterback or even just take one straight up. But now you got Geno for three years. It's, It's a weird spot. They had a great draft last year. I think there's a lot of young talent on that roster. Um bunch more picks this year you can really infuse that roster with young talent so maybe that's what you do maybe you spend a couple of years building a great roster and if Gino doesn't work out you cut him a year early after two years but you know you you build Gino a great roster you try to get to the playoffs and then two years from now maybe a year from now if you want to groom him under Gino Smith you get your guy and you can pay you know, you'll start having guys coming up for their second contract on the, that are part of this young team now. You can pay them their second contract money and have this great roster, and that's what you could insert You know, a good young quarterback on a rookie deal into. I guess maybe that could be the plan. I think that's the way to go about roster building. Build a roster, insert rookie, rookie contract QB. Mm-hmm. But... Still weird for the Seahawks to be like, all right, wow, wow, this is this is real. You know, Geno Smith, that was a fun year, but this, this is real. This is our guy for three years. Good for Geno Smith, though, man. That was such a great story. Mm-hmm. So happy uh, for, for Geno Smith. Just such a lovable guy. Third down. Some new mock drafts coming out. 
out of the NFL draft, or not the NFL draft, for the NFL draft, obviously, that's what a mock draft is, but coming out of the NFL combine, rather, as we see where some balls are with their latest stock post-draft. This one is uh, Dane Brugler, his third one. First of all, at 11, he has the Tennessee Titans taking uh, tackle. Paris Johnson from Ohio State. I wouldn't love that, to be quite honest. But in terms of Tennessee players, how many, Sam, do you think are in the first round? Two. You got two? Just one, actually. Mm. Just one this week. And it's no longer Jalen Hyatt. Mm. Yeah, it has been Jalen Hyatt in there. It's now Darnell Wright. Okay. As the Philadelphia Eagles mocked to pick Darnell Wright with the 30th pick. Be able to step in right away, compete for starting jobs at guard while being the long starting reps at guard while being the long-term answer at right tackle. Checks a lot of boxes. Philly covered at the position. And the Eagles love drafting. Uh, love drafting trench players with luxury picks. So Darnell Wright, the only one in Dane Brugler's latest mock draft. Um, coming out of the Combine 2, an article over on The Athletic. Some takeaways from the NFL Combine. High praise. High praise for, uh, for Hendon Hooker. People really like Hendon Hooker. Um, again, I think just a guy that people are naturally going to really kind of sort of gravitate to. Just with his charisma, with his leadership, with his football IQ. But uh, here's an article, or I mean a quote from this article, talking about how you evaluate the quarterbacks coming out of the combine. One NFL quarterbacks coach said, Hendon was great. To me, he's trending to overtake Will Levis. Uh, Will is more talented as far as arm strength and size, but I think Hendon runs faster, he's more nimble, and he has more throws in his arm. He was so mature. He remembered both offenses from Tennessee and Virginia Tech in such great detail. He talked about the route depth, the reasoning behind certain things. He was very even keel. I would be shocked if he doesn't make it in some capacity. So high praise for Hendon Hooker. Despite the ACL tear, despite the age, I think, you know, it felt like with Hendon Hooker as a prospect, we were going to kind of see a rise and then a gradual fall. That's what I expected. You know, he rises as he rises up the Heisman leaderboard. You know, as he became the Heisman favorite at one point late in the season. It felt like that was when his draft stock was highest, when people were talking about him as the guaranteed fifth quarterback could sneak into the bottom of the first round. Then, obviously, he tears the ACL. And it just felt like that's a situation where with the torn ACL, you know, with his age being something working against him, it felt like he was going to be a guy that was going to kind of just gradually fall as we approach the NFL draft as others that were younger, that were able to get out of pro days at senior bowls at combines and throw and do certain things. It felt like you were going to have maybe a couple of those guys rise and overtake Hendon, which I think speaks even further to just how incredible of a human being he is 
that he is able to impact his draft stock as much as he has, despite not being able to literally do a sing- like anything physical at all. That he can go to the Senior Bowl, that he can go to the NFL Combine, that he can you know guest write articles on the Athletic, that he can do these different things all while recovering from an injury. It's just so impressive, and his stock is continuing to climb. I'm really intrigued to see where he ends up getting drafted. Yeah, with the right fit, you think he could uh, he could stick around somewhere for a while. Fourth down, Connor McDavid, McJesus, as some people like to call him, scored twice last night, set a career high in points. 124 points last night through 65 games. Uh, he beat he beat out his previous record from last year that he had set. 124 points in 65 games. Had 123 and 80. He is currently on a point streak of 11 games right now. In those 11 games, he's got 12 goals, 15 assists. He is four points away now from setting the NHL single season record uh, in most points in a season in the salary cap era. And he's got 15 games left to go. Uh, I'm sure he'll probably get it this week or something like that. Something something crazy. One of our buddies was talking about this last night, Charlie, but the NHL just does a a terrible job of, of marketing their superstars and letting casual fans know how good players like Connor McDavid are in the game of hockey and it's kind of sad it's kind of sad Connor McDavid is seriously one of the greatest talents that has that has hit a hockey rink in in years will end up being one of the best players ever and it just kind of seems like you see maybe a couple things that a couple things of his on like sports center maybe in a maybe see two Connor McDavid highlights and a week or something like that on SportsCenter. They could just do so much better. They could do so much better. That's where the NBA just whoops. Yeah. The NHL and the MLB, too. I mean, the NBA MLB I don't. I don't think the MLB does a great job of it, either. No, they don't. Oh, you're saying the... I thought you were saying the NBA does a good job of it. Yeah, they do. This is where they whoop the NHL and the MLB. I thought you were saying the NBA and the MLB are whooping the NHL. No, no, no. This is where the NBA... Yes. Whoops the other two leagues. Correct. Uh, no, correct. Baseball, better than the NBA. The MLB is better than the, NBA, than the NBA. The NHL, far better than the NBA. More entertaining. They play harder. More likable players. Uh, I, I mean, just everything about it's better. They play the sport better. But the NBA gets marketed correctly, has great leadership, great media partners. The NHL, the MLB lacks that. And it's amazing how they continue to lack that. But, you know, we know more about NBA role players than we do about the best players in the NHL. You know, I can I can see more about a Pat Bev, who's like a team six man, you know, pestering someone defensively on a random Wednesday night than I do when Mike Trout drops like, I mean, Mike Trout's I, I, kind of a weird example because he's so hard to market because he's just so weird, but... The MLB didn't want to shove anything down our throats other than Aaron Judge. That's the only time they've ever marketed a star. It was like, hey, you know how we're finally going to get guys on board? 
We're going to make them stop watching the football games they want to, to watch Aaron Judd strike out. That's how we're going to market our stars. At least they finally made an effort, but it was a poor one. Um, but, yeah, Connor McDavid, man. He is the best since Gretzky. Yeah, yeah no, easily. Talent-wise, I mean, he's just unbelievable. Good opening drive. We'll be back on the other side with more on the Blitz. Let's make some music, make some money, find some models for a while. Back here on the Blitz. Sam, what did I have you look up earlier? WBC. Did I, did I ever go back to you and actually... It starts today. Stars. Today's the first it game. It starts today? There's only one game today. Is it Italy? Uh, it's... Greece? I think it was, um... It was, like, New Zealand and... Like, let, let me go back to it. There's a women's basketball game at halftime right now. That's so crazy. First game today is uh, Cuba and the Netherlands. Oh, okay. So that's – who do we think – who's on this Netherlands team? I have no idea. <laughs> Netherlands World Baseball Classic. All right. Let's see who's on this. Kingdom of the Netherlands roster. Don't recognize any of these pitchers so far. Kinley Jansen? That's not true. Kinley Jansen's not from the Netherlands. He's from Curacao. But he's apparently, I guess, has some, some Nederlander roots. So Kinley Jansen's on that roster. So is Pedro Strope. On the Netherlands? Are you sure you're not on the Cuba roster? I am sure. <laughs> He's from I mean, the Dominican Curacao's Republic, not even in but, Cuba, but. Um, don't recognize any of the catchers. Your infielders. I think this for like, makes a lot of sense. Jared just DM me. Shout out Jared. He's always he's always keeping me keeping me right. The Netherlands still owns Curacao. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Quite the investment for them from a baseball perspective. <laughs> that's a, that's a huge to this investment. Xander Bogarts. <laughs> Yeah. This is yeah. this is next level thinking. There this is this is yeah, so this is the Republic of the Netherlands or the Kingdom of the Netherlands. So they get the islands they own, which I guess maybe they have parts of Aruba too, because I know Xander's from Aruba. Mm-hmm. But they get Xander, DD Gregorius, uh Jeremy Profar, Jonathan Shoup, and Andrelton Simmons in their infield. No way. No way. No way. Guess who's in their outfield? Guess who's in their outfield? Nationals legend. One of my favorite players of all time. Top three favorite player ever. Give it to me. Roger Bernadina. <laughs> I don't know who that is. The Shark? No? Oh. Maybe. Maybe a lot of people didn't know who Roger Bernadina was. When did he play? Uh, like mid two thousands. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't recall the Nationals players from the mid two thousands, Charlie. He was sick. 
He was such a good fielder. I loved Roger Bernardina. I, I they made a bobble. Hold up, Roger Bernardina, shark bobblehead. This just feels like a. I think the the Netherlands is cheating in this. Like I don't know if you can do this. Can we go like conquer the Dominican Republic real quick? So I want to know like who Italy has team. then at this point. Italy has Vinny Vinny P. That's all you really need. Yeah, so the Potomac Nationals, right? They uh the national one of the Nationals um minor league teams they even ran they did a bobblehead and i've been looking for this bobblehead for so long i never got to get one roger the shark bernardina bobblehead and his body is half man half shark and it's him diving up out of a wave to catch a baseball in this bobblehead nice it is the most absurd bobblehead i've ever seen i like that a lot i'll send it to you real quick I just found one on eBay, but it's $100. I hope you don't spend $100 on that, Charlie. If I win some money in Vegas, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to spend $100 on it. Yeah, you probably will. This one's $140. (laughs) Please don't spend $100 on that. I can't wait to go to Vegas, man. Think about it. This time tomorrow, I'll be in Vegas. I'll just be, be chilling. Unless your car doesn't get there. I'll have a drink in my hand, playing some <laughs> pie gal. So that's okay. So the, Netherl- the Netherlands roster, far more formidable than we, I, I guess, initially initially thought. They also have uh, Jerickson Profar in the outfield. Uh, when's the U.S.'s first game? Um, I think it's on the 11th. It's in Phoenix. Where's the world? Also, where does this take place? Oh, there's four different sites: Taichung, Tokyo, um, Phoenix, and Miami. <laughs> Why do they have them playing so far away? Well, they have like, like they have they kind of do it regionally. Like the teams that are playing in Phoenix and Miami are. Columbia, Mexico, Great Britain, USA, Canada, right, Nicaragua, so got, Venezuela, Israel, Dominican Republic. Like we're we're all learning about this. Close to we're learning about this together in real time here. Um, this year, the WBC is going to feature twenty teams. This uh, yeah, it's going to feature twenty teams. Um, there are three rounds. We're going to get pool play, quarters, and then. Championship rounds. The top four teams in each pool were given an automatic berth. Um, here are your pools. We have Pool A. This pool all taking place in Taiwan. Chinese Taipei, Cuba, Italy, the Netherlands, and Panama. In Tokyo, Pool B... Uh, that's Australia, China, Japan, Korea, and the Czech Republic. Sam, I'm gonna know. Uh, go ahead and pull up the Czech Republic roster. We're gonna need to look at this one. Um, pool C that starts March 11th. 
That's in Phoenix. That uh, that includes Canada, Colombia, Mexico, America, and Great Britain. And then the final pool that takes place in Miami, Dominican Republic, Israel, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. Do you have the Czech Czech Republic roster for me? Yeah, there's not. A, I'm I'm looking. There's not a single name that. There's some very Czech sounding people. Oh, Eric Sogard. Oh, Eric Sogard. Okay. I'm That's looking the first at Israel's person roster seen. as well. Um. Okay, Israel has Zach Geloff, former Virginia star. I used to broadcast his games in the in the Coastal Plains League. Um. Not a ton of familiar names otherwise on the on the Israel team. Don't think they're going to win. Jock Peterson. He's out there. Man, this is going to be but fun though. Keep a lookout for uh 68235 pitcher from Czech Republic Merrick Manetic. <laughs> Merrick Manetic? 68235. That's a big boy. From Chechnya. Yeah, that, I I don't recognize anyone off the Czech roster. All right, good to know. Liam Spence is playing for Australia. Really? Mm-hmm. Do we have any other Vols out there? Uh, doubt I doubt it. All right, that's our backup team now, Team Australia. Yeah. They got anyone else on there? Australia? Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up. I just know Liam Spence was playing on the team. I didn't look at their roster. Oh, I thought maybe you just saw it and happened to see Liam Spence. I got it here, though. You know what? I'll tell you what. I am fully locked in now to the World Baseball Classic. This, yeah, yeah. This this ten minutes of discovery is is more than enough for me to be fully locked in. Um. Um. Will Sheriff. All minor all minor league pitchers. Catchers, all minor leaguers. So I don't think Team Australia is getting anywhere. No. Is yeah. Liam Spence going to be caring for him, you think? Dude, they, he might be. <laughs> I'm looking at this roster, yeah. Liam Spence is, is really going to have to tear things up. Maybe that's... Maybe that's Cinderella. It is March. March Madness. Liam Spence isn't doing too well in the minors. No. 240 ABs, batting 188. Hmm. All right. The Blitz is officially all the way in on the WBC. Yeah. Send us a break. We'll. Uh, you got a draft for us today? Yeah. Yeah, you do? All right, then we're drafting. Back here 
on the Blitz. Graziano, ESPN. Yeah. Talks between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets Mm. happening today. Interesting. Hmm. (laughs) Interesting indeed. I just find it hilarious how Aaron Rodgers' career trajectory is just following exactly in the same path as Brett Favre. It's almost comical. Are we going to get Vikings, too? Yeah, probably at some point. Vikings, like once Brett? He's going to go to the Jets for a little bit, and he's not going to like New York, and then Kirk Cousins is going to retire, and he's going to be like, ooh, Minnesota looks good. He sexually harasses a reporter. Yeah, let's, let's skip that part. Maybe like his – maybe like Brett Favre's sexual harassment and stealing from the state of Mississippi is just Aaron Rodgers doing some psychedelics and like going yeah. into hiding. Aaron Rodgers goes into a dark room for four days. Um, also reports out there the Rams and 49ers appear to be headed towards a battle to sign Baker Mayfield the who? the Rams and the 49ers? yeah who knew that there would be a battle for Baker Mayfield this this offseason? who knew? knew? Uh, anyway Tuesday let's draft the four, wait, do the 49ers think that that's like their starter? For, oh I, I guess before I, I just, the report just popped up I don't know probably before Trey Lance gets back alright um, Tuesday draft I thought I had something. I had a good airport draft, I thought. Slipped my mind this morning. It was going to be great for Charlie's departure. We're just going to go with an old one that I had in the in the bank. Worst things to step on. Worst things to step on. Can be anything. That's – there's a plethora of options here. Mm-hmm. There is. And you can really go – I mean, anywhere. Anywhere with it, yeah. Um, okay, I'll I'll flip a coin real quick. Heads or tails, Sam? Uh, tails never fails. Siri, flip a coin. It's heads. Oh, well, it failed. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll let you go first. I'll take two in a row. Okay. Um, the first pick in the draft? Yeah. First pick in the draft, I'm going to go just a classic. Let's go Legos. I figured I figured that would probably be number one. I was just going to concede Legos. You got me. They're tough. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah tough. I mean, that, that is what it is. But I wanted the next two for this exact reason. Give me Landmine. Okay. Okay. We're going there. Yeah. Give me Landmine. As my first overall, my first pick in the things you don't want to step on draft. I feel like that edges out Lego by just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, one one causes a little bit of pain. One maybe blows your leg off. Next up, another heater. Give me animal poop. Ah, that was one of mine. Yeah. Can I do human poop? Is one of mine? I, I just no. You took all so. varieties of poop. Okay. Yeah, you know, I think I'm just I'll drop with the animal and I'll just keep all varieties. All right. Um, for my second pick. We got Chris listening too right now, so we'll just let him be the judge. Congrats, yeah. Chris, you're the judge. Yeah, if Chris you're is the judge here. Let's go an infant baby. <laughs> Excuse me? 
yeah, you went, <laughs> you went with landmine. I got, I got to step up to your, uh, to your level of competition here. I'm going to go a baby. Nobody wants to step on a baby. No, no. They're, I, they're too small. Like you, you, you don't want to risk hurting them. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't know how to. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, you really stepped it up with landmine, so I, I had to get, I had to get somewhere up there. Um, hmm, worst things to step on. I stepped on a rabbit one time. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> you stepped on a rabbit one time. I was 11 years old. It was my birthday party. I was I have a in my backyard there's a fenced in part and then behind the fence there's a big field. Mm-hmm. And I was sprinting through the field as fast as I could. Barefoot. Just sprinting. In a perpendicular line, <laughs> a baby rabbit sprinted the other direction and I didn't really see it like until I was about a foot away I saw from my right side like a little blur and right as I saw the blur sprinting from the right side my ankle gave out so I I stepped on something ankle rolled completely over I fell to the ground I'm rolling around in pain holding my right ankle and then I look at where I stepped to see if there's a hole and I stepped on this baby rabbit that was running the other way. And Stepping on a baby rabbit was the start of all your ankle problems. Maybe it was. But I've just felt so sad about that since. That is that sad. poor rabbit. All right, for my next pick, I'll go baby rabbit. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to go... Let's go puddles. Puddles? Nobody likes stepping in puddles. Wet socks, wet shoes for like the rest of the day. You don't see it coming, you know, like maybe you're walking on the sidewalk, you're looking up, or you're looking down at your phone, boom, you step in a puddle, ruins your day, kind of. So you got Legos, a baby, yep. and puddles. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to all, to a broad, I'm casting a wide net here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm casting a wide net. Um. All right, for my next pick, I'm going to go baby rabbit. Okay, yeah. I don't want to step on any of those, because no. you still think about it when you're doing radio 10 years later. It stays with later. you. It lives with you. It stays with you. Uh, and then for my fourth pick, give me quicksand. Mm. Don't want to step in quicksand. Okay. Again, you know, I forget which comedian does the bit. He's spot on. I think it's John Mulaney talking about how, how cartoons really set us up to just think that quicksand's a big part of your adult life. They really do, but I still don't want to step in quicksand. So uh, don't want to step on quicksand. Don't want anything to do with quicksand. That's my fourth pick. Okay. Your final two picks. Okay, my final two picks. Um, I'm going to go animal-related here with one. I'm going to say um, a fire ant bed. Fire ant? Yep. That's a big one. That's yeah, a good one. That's itchy. And that, 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 that causes – Yeah, that hurts. That causes a, some long-term pain. And then for my last one – Hmm. Fire ants is that really probably should have gone top four. Yeah, that, I feel like that was we a late round that sleeper. Slide. That was a late round sleeper. That one kind of just came in, came to me. Uh, you know, fifth round. Let's just take a safe fifth round pick. I'm gonna go rusty nail. Nobody wants tetanus. 
Rusty Nail. That's a really strong closing, too. Thank you. Thank you. Got to give it to you there. Thank you. Oh, man. I think for my final pick, I'm just going to go with uh, Still Hot Coals. Okay. <laughs> you know, That's sometimes you finish grilling, you dump the coals, they're just still hot. Don't want to step on them. So uh, I'm taking I'm taking still hot coals from the final pick of the draft. I like it. All right, Chris, you're out there listening, our buddy Chris. Sam has Legos, a newborn baby, puddles, fire ants, and a rusty nail and the things you don't want to step on draft. And I have a landmine, animal poop, baby rabbit, quicksand, and hot coals. Chris didn't give us a winner, but he did say, can't believe Bear Trap wasn't picked. So. Yeah. You know what? That is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Just any really kind of booby trap. Yeah, any trap. This is this is one that I think we could have gone ten deep. Yeah, we could have done a. I win. Dang. Let's go. Come on, Chris. We could have gone ten deep on that. This is one of just one of just many wins that I'm going to acquire this week before I head off to Vegas. All right, best bet to wrap up the show. Coming up on the other side. Cam Black's birthday, by the way. Make sure, you, make sure you wish my birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. Of course. Just want to remind you that. It's John's tomorrow. They go back to me. I learned this last year because I forgot him last year. They gave me some attitude <laughs> Both of about them? it. Yeah. That's not good. It's also um, bad if like you remember one, but you don't. You know, you don't remember the other. Final show of the week, though. No show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sam gets the rest of the week off, heading into spring break. I'm heading to Las Vegas. I'll be there through Monday. So no show the rest of the week, no show Monday. And then be back with you Tuesday, you know, through the rest of the week next week. But um, hopefully by the time we're on the air again, Tennessee is a two seed and like, or three seed and. Won the SEC. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot could happen between now and then. It is weird to think, like, not going to even be gone for an, a whole week at shows, but there's going to be so much that transpires. We're going to have a bracket to break down when we get back. That's going to be awesome. Um, to wrap up the show, wrap up the week, sorry about the, the lack of shows the rest of the week. If you If you want... You can just DM me on Twitter. I'll, I'll just share my thoughts about anything you want me to share them on. <laughs> just DM me. Just be like, hey, such and such, such and such, and I'll, I'll I'll hit you back. You should do a Twitter Spaces live from the live from like watching a like in the casino. Yeah, maybe. you know what? I'll give you a fifteen minute daily Twitter Spaces. How about that? Just from the sports book. All right, sounds good. A recap of yeah. how much you've won or lost in the casino, maybe. We can do that. We can make some <laughs> things work. Sam, uh, your best bet to wrap up the show? Yeah, my best bet. I kind of made this bet with myself earlier in the year once Louisville just became an absolute dumpster fire of a program, and that was to bet against them whenever possible. 
Boston College isn't a good team, but Louisville's a really bad team. I'm gonna take they played scrappy lately. They I'm gonna take some scrappy ball. Nope, nope, nope. They're 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 still bad. I'm taking Boston College minus five and a half. I'm seeing how many times I can bet against Louisville before they prove me wrong. Fair enough. My gosh, what is this mock draft? <laughs> Did you make that? <laughs> no, I just saw it on Twitter and it gave me out, so I sent it over to you guys. Um, I've been betting every conference tournament game. We're doing pretty well, by the way. Mm-mm. My record right now, I don't know. Have you been keeping up, Sam? Because you should be. You'd be making some money. Coming into today, 68-53. and 53 Plus 12.5 units. Let's go. Yeah. I have the under in this game right behind me, UMass Richmond. Um, my best bet for the day, though, I'm going to be honest, I, I got so wrapped up into betting all the games, I didn't really think about which one's the best. Hmm. I'll give you Montana State minus six in the Big Sky semifinals at 11 p.m. That's my best bet. But uh, that'll wrap up the show, wrap up the week. Hey, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back next week. It'll be full-on bracket preview time. But uh, that'll do it for us today. For Sam Beard, I'm Charlie Collier. Y'all have a good one. John Reed, Talk Sports. They're up next.